0: Amen. Thank you, young people. Thank God for His continued blessings upon our church family. I'd like to invite you to turn this evening to the book of Genesis in chapter 8. Brother Jim spoke quite often this morning of the immutability of our God, that means that He is unchanging. When He lays out a promise, something that as we sing in our song books, I think it's on page 9, standing on the promises, that's something you'd stand on here tonight, is the promises of God. Because they're everlasting. They never will cease, and they never will fail. And that's the God that we serve. And that's the reason why uh, our eternal life is, is such a, a, just a pleasure to realize, that because of His immutability... It's always going to be there. Eternal life is just that. It will be eternally there for us. Genesis in chapter 8. I'm going to read a few different scriptures here. first three verses here. As you know that the flood is now ending. And uh, Noah and his family have been saved. And now there's certain things that's going to transpire. That comes all the way down to humanity today. Certain promises that went forth. And the Bible states in verse 1, And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assaged. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were, were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of a hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. Verse 15, the Bible states this down through the rest of the chapter. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And no one went forth, and his sons and his wives and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds, went forth out of the ark. And Noah built an altar unto, unto the Lord, and he took of every clean beast and every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. I want to bring a message tonight to Noah's worship and God's sign. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne this evening, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, for the everlasting promises that are to thy children. Lord, we thank you that you've given us the promise of eternal life, we thank You, O God, that You've given us the promise of forgiveness without any condemnation to those that are saved in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray that You will move upon this congregation tonight. Help us to reflect upon the blessings and the benefits that come to the child of God, to the faithful and obedient. Lord, I pray that we will see You. Even within the life of Moses and his family. That obedience is the best way to go. Lord I pray that you'll watch over us. You'll bless. You'll bless the evening. I pray Lord that when we leave this place. That we'll all be that much more satisfied for being here. Bless us tonight. Forgive us our sin. In Christ's name and amen. The Bible states in Genesis 9 and 13, I did set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. Brother Jim brought out the lessons this morning, and I was thankful for that because I thought, thought for a little while he was going to be bringing the message, his lesson upon what we were preaching on completely. But Brother Jim brought out that lesson this morning on the immutability of the God of heaven which we serve. The covenants of promise that he lays out are for generation to generation. They never will cease. That's one of the things that you and I can be thankful for tonight. In Psalm 95 and 6, we see this oh come and let us worship and bow down let us kneel before the Lord our maker. You know as Noah and his family left the ark that's exactly what he done. He bowed down and he worshiped the God of heaven for all of his benefits. As with Noah and his family, we too have much to be thankful for and much to worship our God in heaven about. In tonight's lesson, our our children as well as us adults, we will see how Noah was compelled to worship God based upon God's graciousness for delivering his family as well as himself from the wrath of an Almighty God. As we contemplate our own blessings and God's grace in our lives, I want us to consider what God has done in each and every one of our lives. I want us to, in response, to make a mental note of what all God has done for us. We need to be ready to give honor and worship Him for all His goodness, according to all His greatness before us. There is no greater benefactor than Jehovah God of heaven. And he and he alone is worthy of all glory and honor and praise for all the great things that he has done on behalf of his children. So first of all tonight as we look at this, I want you to know what God shows here in verses 1 through 3 of Genesis and chapter 8. The Bible says that God remembered Noah. We serve an uh, omniscient God. One who is not forgetful. One who is all-knowing. One who remembers all things. God remembered Noah. God never forgot about him. He never left Noah alone. Although, as I, I believe Brother Jim even mentioned this this morning, there's times when we think we're all alone. But folks, I want you to know something. God says it and He's got a promise in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 where He states, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Listen, that's something for us to grab a hold of. That's a promise from the Almighty God Himself. In our darkest moments, in in the moments when we think uh, that everything's about to implode upon us, God is there and God knows it. God is not only uh, omnipresent with us; He is, His omniscience knows everything that's going on in our lives, even tonight. So I'm thankful that God never forgot me. Amen. I'm thankful that when, when in, in eternity past, when God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit came and 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 with a with a plan in a foreknowledge in a foreknowledgeable way. He knew each and every one that was going to be saved. He didn't look down through time and seen those that were going to do a miraculous works who were going to be good and chose them unto salvation. No, He chose us in spite of what we were and what we were going to be. That's salvation. Listen, God never forgot me. Not in salvation, not in preservation, not any way has God forgotten His children. As a matter of fact, He states in John ten sixteen, "Another sheep, you and I, I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. Think about that. And they shall they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold." And one shepherd. God told Noah just before uh, uh, the devastating judgment was passed upon the whole earth. And God called Noah by name. And told him to come in to the ark. Now folks I want you to know something. There is another act of devastation that is about to befall this world. Many today are blaming humanity for, for global warming. Many today say that humanity is destroying this earth. Humanity does not have the power to destroy what God has created. But know this. Understand this. There is global warming getting ready to happen. And it is in the power of God to take care of it. This is going to be a time when the Bible says that the elements of the earth are going to melt with a fervent heat. You talk about global warming. People this week is going to start blaming is going to start blaming America again for for uh, for their for their dependence on petroleum oil and what have you. They're going to start blaming America because it's going to be up in the nineties all week. They're going to start blaming our own people. But listen, I want you to know something. If it's global warming, God's in, God's in control of it. I'll have you to know that. You're not going to take God's glory. When God says, I will destroy the earth one day. And that's exactly what he meant. And that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to destroy the earth with a fervent heat. Now listen. You talk about global warming. You're going to have global warming then that cannot be explained away. Except for the power of God has come to this place. Again. Noah was called by name. Just like you and I were called when we were saved by God's amazing grace. You know, I've heard people say, Well, I really, I really don't like my name. I really don't like my name at all. Well, listen. If you're saved by God's grace, get used to it. Because that's the name God gave you. And that's the name He called you with. He called you unto Himself by using your own name. He knew your name before the foundation of the world. He understood you as an individual. Before the foundation was even formed. Before creation even came about. You were on His, not, you were on his mind. And I, I mean, I just stand and I think about that. And I stand amazed at the omniscience and omnipresence and omniscient power of the Almighty God of Heaven. We should bring our worship to God. We should praise Him for salvation's sake. We should praise Him for His keeping power. God is faithful to us, His children. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, if you'll look at that with me for just a moment, Deuteronomy and chapter 7, the Bible states in verse 9. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him, and keep his commandment to a thousand generations. Brother Jim explained this morning how long that is. You're talking about a great deal of time there. And all that is to prove that, listen, God's going to be in charge until the end of time. And then He is still in power. Regardless of what the naysayers say in the world today. In Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8. We're talking about the God of heaven, how his omniscience is in charge of our lives. Verse 31, the Bible says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who could be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Just like Noah, we too can rest in God's faithfulness. We can praise Him for His providential care over us. Just as I spoke this morning about Brother Manuel and his situation Saturday a week ago, God's God's providential care kept that man exactly where he needed to be. That's all you could say, folks. He was on the way ready to go home. And things were changed. You know why? Because God had a plan for that man's life. God had a plan to, to preserve that man's physical life. And it was going to happen. And He did so. And He used the plan that He had devised. It's only by God's amazing grace that we too have been saved. And we will be spared... The wrath to come in a day yet, yet, a day yet in the future. Now, secondly, I want you to look at this. We come to know a sign from God. In Genesis 9, if you want to back up there for just a moment, I, I do not relinquish this sign to nobody. I know there's a, a group of individuals today in this world who are using this sign as their sign, but I want you to know this is God's sign to God's people. It's God's sign to to the rest of the world that I am, I am. That's what he's saying here. And this is a sign that he he gave uh, to Noah in that day in verse 8 of Genesis 9. The Bible states this, And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and with every living creature that is with you, of the fowl of the cattle, of the every beast of the earth with you, from all that go out from the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of my covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. Now, the word perpetual there is for all generations to come thereafter. Now think about that. Verse 13, he says, I do set my bow in the cloud." And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all the of of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will. Look upon it that I may remember. Now, this is not a God who's forgetful, but it, it, what he's saying here this is what I've done. This is what I've done for you. He says, And I will remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of. Of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh. That is upon the earth. We can rest assured in the promises of God. Every time we look up and we see a rainbow. We are assured that God will never destroy the earth again with a flood. God always keeps his word. Here a little while back, what was it, Vacation Bible School, we had the, the double rainbow out front here. <clears throat> everybody, <clears throat> everybody stood amazed. It was one of the brightest rainbows I reckon I've ever seen. A double rainbow at that. And as you looked upon that, there there couldn't there could not have been a moment in your thought process if you were saved by God's grace. That you didn't go back in time and think about what God said in the clouds. The promise that God said will be for all time, for perpetual ages. That's a promise that He's ever kept. And He will never go back on His Word. I believe it's in the book of Malachi. If I wrote this down right, Malachi 3 and 6. Where the Bible says, For I am the Lord, and I change not. Folks, that's the good thing about the God that we serve. When you come to your salvation, and He says it's eternal salvation, and you've got a promise from God with the blood of Jesus Christ written in the book of heaven, you know that, listen, your name is there because God has promised you eternal life and it can never be taken away. I don't know about you, but that makes me feel a whole lot better about my life to realize that regardless of my situation, regardless of my of my uh, of my life. Listen, I know that I'm saved by God's amazing grace. Not only am I saved by God's amazing grace, but I'm kept by his power never to be never to be in doubt of my salvation ever again. That my friend is wonderful. Because there are people out there who believe that you can lose your salvation, who never have the hope of eternal security. I not only have the hope of eternal security, I have a promise from God that it's real. He says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And when he says that you will have eternal life or everlasting life, folks, that's just exactly what it means. It wouldn't be eternal if you could lose it. It wouldn't be everlasting if you could uh, ascend today and lose your salvation. It wouldn't have been everlasting. Somebody had to be wrong. God's Word says it's everlasting. I trust God's Word. Amen. I trust the God of Heaven because He says, I will never go back on my promise. That, my friend, is, is wonderful to get a hold of. Listen, God always keeps His Word. He can never go back on His Word. He will never change His Word. Numbers in 23. And I'm going to come to a close here in just a moment. But I want you to look at Numbers for just a moment in chapter 23. <clears throat> look at verse 19 with me. Numbers 23 and verse 19. Let me find my place here. God is not man that He should lie. Folks, I tell you, just like that, a person will lie to you and not bad an eye. I had an individual lie to me not too long ago and I mean, buddy, I I'm pretty naive, I reckon. And I tend to trust just about too too many and too often. This man lied to me flat out. He lied. God is not like that. God says here now look at this God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of Man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Folks, God is immutable. In other words, he's not changing or not able to be changed. I think Brother Jim read this this morning, if I'm not mistaken, in James in chapter 1. I'll go here and look at this. I know that he went over to the book of James. I'm pretty sure it was right here. In James chapter 1 and verse 17, the Bible states here, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. It It's not even possible for God to change His mind. It's not even possible for God to, to do an about face on what He's already promised. It's there, and He is going to keep His Word. We, as His children, can rest upon the promises of God. He will always sustain us. you got Matthew chapter 6, 24 through 34 that tells us that. He will always be with us. We have John 14, 23 through 27, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. He promises us that we'll have a home with Him one day in heaven. John 14, 1 through 4, I believe it is. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but I, I, I relish in the fact that I serve a God who will not change. Because I know me. And I know, I know humanity. I know how we are and how we act. You know what? If it's left up to humanity, we'd all, we'd all be uh, uh, done away with very quickly. How often has it been that because of a mistake in your life, that someone's just completely thrown you away? It happens down here, doesn't it? All the time, as a matter of fact. But when we make a mistake with God, He doesn't just wad us up and throw us away. Praise be to God for that. Thankful today that we have forgiveness. He says in verse John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Folks, He's talking to save people there. We're not perfect yet. There's coming a day when our full glorification is going to come through, but it's not here yet. And I'm thankful that we serve a God who still knows that and will never go back on His Word. Amen? Thank God for His great salvation. Let's all stand please.